Hey everybody, Cheryl Todd here from Gun Freedom Radio, and I am here with my good friend, Kevin Dixie. Kevin is the owner and operator of No Other Choice Firearms Training, known as NOC. I think you can see it on his hat right there. And the founder of Aiming for the Truth, a spoke approach to healing broken families and strengthening the community bonds of neighbors to improve the lives of people in the cities and states of this nation. This program is focused on getting to the roots of the factors that are driving violence in our communities, a mission of solving real issues and avoiding the blaming of tools to avoid dealing with the complexities that exist. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Well, thank you for having me, Cheryl Howard. You're so bright, I love it. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. I, how could I not be bright when I get to spend time with you? And we don't do this often enough. That's um, true, you're too kind, and you're right. And you we, we do get a chance to see each other very soon. You are coming out to Arizona for actually two weekends in a row in September, right? Yes, ma'am. So uh, the weekend of September 20th, we are both going to be speakers at the Gun Rights Policy College, uh, Conference, and that is put on by the Second Amendment Foundation. That's a free event that's put on every year for the public and for people that come from all over the nation to talk about what's going on with our our Bill of Rights and our constitutional rights. And then the very next weekend, you're gonna come out to our place, I'm so honored, so excited, to bring your Aiming for the Truth program to Arizona uh, to help the communities here. And that will be on Saturday, September 28th from noon to two. And we're going to talk all about that. And uh, you can find out more uh, on the event page on Facebook. And the link is on Kevin's guest page at gunfreedomradio.com. Click on the guest tab and find Kevin. So, Kevin, here's what I want to ask you. Yep. While politicians are breathlessly writing more and more laws, uh, in, in a public show, right, of having done something about murderers who for a variety of reasons have and always will seek to hurt others. You, on the other hand, are working on the core issues that cause a life to run off its rails. Talk to us about your program and how you came to develop it. Well, you know, it's easy to, to blame one tool or object or even problem in general. But when you're talking about fixing something complex like society, well, you really have to get into the nuances of what's causing the outcome that we see. So coming from where I come from, which is a story that's been told many times by many different Americans, I come from a impoverished um, area, you know, crime written, you name it, it was bad. There's, there's no, it's still, it was ranked in the, the worst then when I was a child 20 years ago. 25 years ago, and it's still ranked the same now, even worse, always on top. So as far as the crime stats go. But what I noticed from coming up in that environment is um, what was causing, and it wasn't just restricted to that environment. I mean, these are human beings. Human beings, we all encounter the same thing. Sometimes we just receive it different ways. 
And I noticed from growing up in the environment that, yeah, were there, were there firearms around? Sure, there, there were guns around. Uh, but there was also um, ill intent by humans. But what was causing that intent? Uh, we had people that were without fathers. You had a lot of people that didn't know how to deal with their anger issues because mental illness in my community in particular is not something still to this day that's talked about a lot. Uh, it's just now, we're now starting to scratch the surface, but we never really got into it. Um, what kind of uh, educational systems do we have? What extracurricular activities? What inspiration do people have? Um, mm -hmm. You know, who was inspiring them to be better, to do better? Where in our communities, it was really just a bunch of lost souls that just didn't know what direction to go in. They were just, you know, just lost. So I realized that, I, I think God blessed me with, with vision. And I realized that, you know, a lot of us are the same and mm -hmm. I don't want to run off the rails like you are. As a matter of fact, I want to help you. So in my teen years, I began to counsel other kids. Mm -hmm. and, and, and the counseling started with just asking, hey, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. And this is from my own experience. And part of what we talk about is mental illness. But that's from my own experience, uh, my upbringing, it's um, molestation and uh, foster care and a whole nine yards. And my upbringing um, led me to around 13 years old. My anger and frustration uh, led me to want to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. So and, and then when you mix that in with seeing death and murder and chaos on a daily basis, it's like, man, this is life. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> I, I would just rather go somewhere else. And. That led me after, you know, that time in my life dealing with uh, depression and anxiety, it led me to realizing that even in the midst of trying to heal myself, who else is feeling this, right? And so I started asking and counseling and I realized that, you know, at a, at a young age, as I mentored and counseled and just listened to was a sounding board for a lot of people, uh, I also lived it myself and it was, well, let's get down to the core issues. Uh, and this is before the gun debate ever came into play. This is, let's just get down to the core issue of what's wrong we can fix it. So I wanted to talk about first mental illness. I wanted to get the, the, the mind condition and treat it so it can be healthy for the body, right? It's no point of doing anything if we have a corrupt mind. So let's talk about that mental illness, you know, where people are thinking are just angry all the time. Well, you aren't really angry all the time. Something else is wrong. Uh, so let's talk about that. Let's, let's take some of that aggression we're seeing where people are, are committing uh, violent crimes or just random acts of violence and let's talk about what's leading you to do that. Let's talk about what effects that you're experiencing because dad wasn't there. Because we don't deal with as men or as even young boys, we don't want to deal with the emotional pain, right? We just want to, I'm angry, but why? Because I am, but why? Because once we figure out why you're angry, we can start helping you cope with the anger. And then we can start shedding some of that pain and starting to get you to the bright things that are left in life. Uh, so dealing with the fathers not being there. And then what are our educational systems looking like? I mean, this is, this is horrible. And that started with me comparing our educational system to those in the suburbs. I mean, our education system failed us. So I spent a lot of time in the library doing a lot of self-studies and I would take those studies back to my neighborhood and have those conversations. Um, and so then we're looking at, looking at the, the way that we, we deal with conflict and we deal with um, disagreements and fighting and things like that. So how do we fix that? And, and how do we, deal with the societal, the societal issues and the environmental factors that have set us up for conflict with each other, right? And how do we overcome those things? And so that started me to looking at it from a holistic approach saying, you know what? We don't need more police. We need more compassion. We need more conversation and we need more action to actually get to the root of this. Because I noticed that a lot of 
young men would just break down in tears. And you can still do that to this day. If you walk up to a lot of people and just start asking them what's wrong, once you break through the defenses, you'll find a marshmallow. And I don't mean that in a bad way. You know, you will really find somebody that's just lost. But if the machine, if the mind and the body are in chaos, what do you think the actions are going to be? They're going to be chaotic, right? And then when you add that in with poverty and uh, uh, despair and uh, seeing something that really, where you really feel like you don't have a future and where you haven't been educated to free your mind to actually go out and fight for what you want. And if everybody's telling you every day that, you know, this is what life is, this is what you're going to be, then what do you expect to happen? So if, if I don't love thyself, I'm not going to love you. Thus, murder, robbery, chaos, arson, the whole nine yards, all those things because we haven't dealt with the core issue. So um, I decided to aim for the truth. Um, and that's why we call it aiming for the truth, where we're trying to get to the root issues of what's causing violence and cure it at its roots, kill the root, if you will, cure it there. So the person that's blossoming, um, I'm sorry, the person that is blossoming can blossom with all, all that corruption and mm -hmm. can have a free mind to go out and make better decisions because we start the healing from inside out instead of blaming any one particular thing. We're going to deal with things in the gauntlet as they come. And when it comes down to the issue of firearms, like I said, we had guns. Uh, there, I don't know why people think that um, <laughs> that the environments that I come from are anti-gun. They really aren't. It's uh, it's it's not the case. But there is a big mis uh, miscommunication and miseducation about what the firearm is. Now that does exist. So I noticed that yeah, there were crimes committed with guns, sure, uh, but there were also crimes committed. Now I just had a friend not too long ago that was set on fire and killed. Um, we, our, our gangs would jump on you and, and, and beat you to death, mm. you know? Um, so it just wasn't guns. And we never looked at it like, oh, our community is so bad because of guns. We looked at it because people are crazy. <laughs> That's how we looked at it. Um, so it's, a, it's, I don't enjoy when politicians who used to come through and make us promises all the time. Oh, we're going to fix the community. Oh, you kids are going to have such a bright future. Oh, we're going to make sure we get you resources and free college and all these things. That was when I was 13 years old. I'm 40 now and I'm still waiting on that because my street looks worse than it did when I was a kid, not better. Um, so I'm still waiting on all these false hopes. And so we realized then that uh, politicians were not to be trusted. I still don't trust politicians uh, because they were they are habitual liars and they, they lead with falsehoods all the time and all these dreams and fallacies. So when they say things like take the guns away, I'm like, no, because where I'm at, there are some people that refuse to listen to uh, God's voice and those people are going to be evil all the time. There is no fixing them. And I have to live amongst them. You don't. Mm -hmm. I have to live with them every single day. You don't. If you think the police are in danger doing an eight-hour shift, imagine how I feel doing a 24-hour shift seven days a week. So mm -hmm. it's, um, it's, never been, it's never been the real root of the issue. So somebody saying, hey, let's eliminate guns, I like to tell them that, no, guns are, are a God-given right. They're a freedom we have. And so what you're really saying when you say, hey, I want to eliminate guns because these things are happening, we all understand the gun is an object. Everybody understands that, and it, it has to be operated by a human being. So what you're essentially saying is you don't trust the humans mm -hmm. with the guns. And what I'm trying to say is I don't trust you as a human with power. Mm -hmm. and so I need the guns to keep you at bay, and we need to educate the other people, the good people, that are miseducated on what a firearm really is and for the evil people that are just going to be evil. Well, that's why we have prison. So um, that's why I don't, and I'm sorry, I know it was a long answer, 
but that's why I don't subscribe to the guns and I, I don't want people being distracted by get rid of guns because guess what? If you get rid of every single gun in existence, mm-hmm. you're still gonna have to deal with the broken machine, which is the human. And that's what we need to fix. That is so true. And I I don't think your answer was too long at all. I, I think it was perfectly said. And when you walk us through all those things, all those true uh, causal factors in people's lives becoming uh, overwhelming, becoming off the rails, um, all those kinds of things. You're not just talking theory, right? You didn't just go to the library and read about uh, this stuff. You've lived it. You've walked through the fire. You are an example of proof that people can come through it and choose their own path. And you lead by example. You don't sit there in your Aiming by the Truth seminars and tell people what they should do. You say, here's what I've done. I've actually gone and uh, tutored. I've gone, I've mentored. I've gone and donated bicycles. I've, I've actually invested my time, which is my most finite and precious resource in my community, in the people around me. And there is no better example than that because nobody can argue with that back and say, oh, well, that sounds good, but, I mean, they can, but it's going to fall flat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just admire you, and I, um, I respect so much what you are doing with your life and what an amazing example to your children. Of uh, and I hope that that it, if they don't know yet, that at some point they understand the journey that you've come through, because that's going to, I think, be such a powerful um, example to them. That if they have a bad day and they feel like nobody's ever had it worse than me, right? I had my grandparents who were, you know, they lived through the Depression and World War One and World War Two and you know, all these things. And if I ever wanted to fall into that, nobody's ever had it worse than me. I'm like, Oh wait, but then there's my grandparent. Okay. never mind. Shut up. (laughs) Exactly. So I really, um, I just value that. And I don't think those kind of stories can be told often enough. Um, and have you been doing this long enough to, to really start seeing the, the blossoms of the seeds that you put on the pathway. Yes, you know one of the one of the, the the things in my my history is that I worked for the St. Louis City Police Department for roughly a decade, and um, during my tenure there, and, and I was in the Prisoner Processing Division, so I dealt with uh, the arrestees, and I I, inter- I interacted not only you know before that, but during that, and so I took an opportunity to instead of just and it didn't start right away, but I, I quickly learned that instead of just treating these individuals as, you know, castaways or criminals or whatever, there are a lot of people in here I could talk to. So I actually turned my job into church, if you will, uh, where we would, we would communicate and I would talk to a lot of these young guys and I was still doing them in the streets. So I realized that over time I've been at this, you know, what, really 25, 26 years. Yeah. And um, in one small way or another, but it's been constant. There's never been a break. And what I've noticed is that there are a lot of uh, young men, you know, for example, my nephew, uh, two days ago, my nephew was a Marine. 
and he just uh, re-enlisted and he's getting out of 29 Palms, California and getting to North Carolina, which is great. Um, and he just re-enlisted and he's a great young man. And, you know, I was there in his upbringing, you know, to, to help him out. And just on Instagram two days ago, uh, he put up his re-enlisting post and I just told him I love him because I'm so proud of him. And because uh, he comes from a similar environment. Um, not his mom did great and his dad did great. So not all the distractions, but he still was around all the same influences. And I just told him I love him. And he responded with, thank you for everything you've done and for all the great advice. Wow. Like that's the proof, you know, like that's the proof. So we took what could have been someone incarcerated in just another stat and we turned him into someone serving their country, having a great job, a family. He's married. He has a wonderful, uh, wonderful family, gorgeous uh, child and they're blossoming in their life. And that was because uh, he gives me part of the credit because of the advice and the stand on and the counseling and the mentoring. Um, and there are a lot of young men out there like that, that call me and say, so when you see pictures of me with people, uh, in which by all means, I can't put up everybody's photo because the last things I do aren't for the public. Uh, but when I'm allowed to, you see me with these individuals and normally those are my testimonies because mm -hmm. they're sharing it. They're the ones that are, um, or, or telling me you made a difference in my life. And a lot of the individuals that were incarcerated for some temporary, some long-term mm -hmm. um, will, will say to this day when I run into them, hey, you know, you were tough, man, but thanks. Thanks because I didn't, and you will get it. They're like, I have a dad to talk to. I didn't have an uncle to talk to. So it was good to be able to sit down and uh, get kind of those reflections from people. So to answer your question, yes, I see it often. I see it a lot. Even people I have not met in person. Mm -hmm. uh, my Instagram is great proof of that. If you scroll through those posts and those comments, a lot of those things are, you know, I get, I'll, I'll post them every now and then you'll get comments like you've encouraged me to be a better father. Yeah. You've encouraged me to um, stop making excuses. Yeah. You've encouraged me to not commit crime. You've encouraged me to calm down. Mm -hmm. um, I thank God for you every day. I watch your posts to keep my head above water. You prevented me from committing suicide. You've given me inspiration that I too can change my life around. Uh, when I told the story of neither one of my parents having more than an eighth grade education, um, and then I hold a master's and contemplating on a doctorate right now. I don't know how I feel about that. But um, I'm able to, to show that and show that I come from the, the slums, worked hard, didn't ask for any handouts, you know, beautiful home, beautiful family, still work hard for everything I have. They're like, oh, wow, so I can do it too. And But then I'm also personal enough where I'll meet you at a cafe and talk to you about it. So yeah, I think it's it's been it's been great. It's not the most glorious work. It doesn't drive millions of followers, but you know what? It's changing hearts and minds and it's inspiring people to go out and build families and be better in their communities and have a fruitful life with enrichment and value. So that is the reward. So absolutely. Yes. And that is everything. I mean, absolutely everything. When you talked earlier about, you know, people get angry. Well, everyone gets angry, but it's, it's what you do with the anger, how you channel it, how you address it. Um, and there's, there's so many people that never have an opportunity to, to know any other way than just to explode and go outward with it. And um, like they don't even really understand the, the consequences to other people. Maybe they don't care about the consequences to other people because they just weren't taught that. And so um, everything that you are doing and have done that will have those ripple effects, right? So you touch one person and they might touch two or three and then those people touch two or three and it just um, goes exponentially from there. And I, 
I really, I wish we could just keep talking uh, more about this and we'll, we'll talk more. We'll have you back on obviously. Um, but if you really want to take a deep dive into this, those of you listening and watching out there, come to Arizona, come to Phoenix, actually west of Phoenix in Avondale, uh, and come to the Aiming for the Truth seminar. It's two hours on a Saturday, noon to two. It's Saturday, September 28th. Um, and just sign up on the Facebook event page so we know how many people to expect. Uh, and you're going to, I just can't help but believe it's going to be a life-changing experience. Even if you yourself are sitting there thinking, well, I kind of know this stuff, whatever, you're still going to be touched. You're still going to grow from it. And then you can use those tools and then go and use them with your, um, who knows, your neighbor, right? Your friends, those in your carpool. You don't know who's hurting. You don't know who just needs you to hear them, right? Isn't that what you were saying earlier? So you get people talking and that's where you touch them. That's where the tears come. They've never even been listened to and heard before. So many people. So um, I just really encourage people to uh, come out and, and check that out. Again, that's at Pot of Gold Auctions. It's at 310 North Dysart Road, Building B. That's in Avondale, Arizona. You can go to the Facebook event page called Aiming for the Truth with Kevin Dixie. You can go to his guest page at gunfreedomradio.com. Click the guest page tab and there is a link to that there and uh, just as we wrap up Kevin could you just tell folks uh, again like how can they follow you on Instagram and on Facebook and those places that you know you're daily uh, pouring out I mean sometimes people look at social media and they're like oh it's just social media but you and I both we do real work on there okay. because we're trying to build relationships through this digital medium. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, um, definitely, definitely what you said is so true. Uh, so to find me on social media, it's all the same now. Um, thanks to um, our overseers, I had to take firearms out of the title of all my, my pages. So you can look up The Real NLC. So on Instagram, it's The Real underscore NLC. On your other platforms, literally just The Real NLC. Just look up that, and that stands for The Real No Other Choice. Um, and the only other uh, site that you'll need is Aiming for the Truth. So it's Aiming for the Truth is going to be on Instagram, and that's pretty much where it's at now. We also have a GoFundMe if you're ever interested in helping, and that is GoFundMe forward slash Aiming for the Truth, which is a nonprofit, not-for-profit organization. So it is tax deductible if you decide to help. Um, and so we'll be doing way more now that we've achieved that nonprofit status. It wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be, but it's done. Um, <laughs> so we'll be doing a lot more on that page and having a lot more of those personal testimonies. But please follow, engage. Um, I'm, if I'm anything, I'm never short of energy. So please uh, <laughs> um, come along and, and join the fun. Absolutely. Kevin, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. No, thank you for having me. Absolutely. All right, gang, stick around. There's always lots more coming up on Gun Freedom Radio.